you experience an overly permissive or maybe too structured parenting style yourself? Do you sometimes wonder the best style of parenting for your own children if you have children? Today we're talking about some of the consequences and possible effects of having too rigid or too permissive parenting styles. If you'd like to find out more about how you can improve your relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where you can also take our free online conflict style quiz and discover your conflict style in relationships and what you can do about it. Welcome to the Relationship Maze podcast and today we're going to talk about the consequences of different types of parenting styles. Yeah, so this is a question that comes up, um, of course, often with uh, couples who have children and there might often be discussions in the relationship about, uh, the par about parenting. How do we go about it with one partner wanting to set firmer boundaries, for example, and the other one wanting to be more permissive. So it's a question that comes in couples, uh, in couples therapy, but of course it's also a question that's uh, of relevance to, to all of us because we have all been parented in different ways by our own parents. Absolutely, and, and I often find when I'm working with people is, you know, some people experience you know, challenges with their own experience of childhood. Some people think, well, their parents were too rigid. Mm. Some people think their parents were too permissive. And it's very difficult to get a balance. Absolutely. It's really quite challenging, isn't it? It's quite difficult. I mean, everyone, everyone who's a parent knows that it's a really, it's one of the hardest jobs in the world to raise a child and, and to be a good parent, to get it right with your child. Yeah. Not only that, but I think it's also, you can have like three kids and essentially you think you're doing the same parenting, oh, yeah. but they all have a completely different experience. Like one thought they had a great childhood, the mm. other one, you know, has lots of different resentments. Very good point. Yeah, because of course, at any given point in time in your life, you might have, uh, you might experience different stresses, for example. Um, so one child comes along when you are, you know, when everything is pretty much hunky-dory in your relationship and in your life. Then the second child comes along and one of the parents has lost their job. And of course, there's more stress in the system. And that will translate to some extent into the parenting. That's why, yes, uh, siblings can have the same parents, but very different parenting. Yes, and if you had a very strict, very rigid parenting where you felt it was like you just had to obey your parents, mm -hmm. you know, you might think, what was that like? What was your experience like as a child? What's your experience like as an adult? How has it affected you? And, you know, that I know many people who do have that challenge. And, you know, frequently I've seen where people have had very strict parenting and they go totally the opposite way with their kids mm -hmm. because they think, I don't want my kids to mm. experience that sort of parenting. They want to, they want their kids, you want your kids to feel loved. And sometimes that overly strict parenting, which sometimes we'd call authoritarian parenting, mm. as opposed to authoritative parenting, which we'll talk about uh, in a few minutes, mm. uh, you know, it comes across as quite cold, quite detached and, mm. and quite unloving. It's mm. just, you do what I tell you. Yeah. I think, uh, of course, it's also partly um, historical. There probably was more authoritarian uh, parenting in the past, whereas I imagine most parents these days would aim for a more permissive way of parenting, a more 
loving and engaging way of parenting. But it's quite interesting because I think one of the questions that often arises in therapy is also, um, you know, how you go along, you know, even unconsciously go along with uh, some of the parenting that you had from your from your own parents that, you know, some of it actually sort of seeped in, so to speak, um, that you might then pass on with your with your own children, even though you don't want to, even though you've experienced it as uh, um, as not very pleasant uh, as a child. And you might, so there might be sort of unconscious repetition, but there might also be the opposite, which is what you just said, Tom, which is that you want to go completely the opposite way because you experienced your own parenting as really problematic. Exactly. And, you know, like you said, it's if you experience that very rigid parenting, you might want to be more loving, mm -hmm. but... Sometimes when you feel you're being more loving, if we're overly permissive, it can also be equally challenging for children, like mm. later in their lives. And we'll talk about that. So, mm. and I think this is the important thing is that, you know, if you are parents, that of course you're doing what you do out of the best that you know how to. Mm. And that, you know, sometimes if you if you felt that that being quite rigid is the way, that's what you do because, you're trying to do the best for your kids. If you're being overly permissive, again, maybe because you had a bad experience with that authoritarian style parenting, you try and just be more permissive because you're feeling it's loving. Mm. However, you know, actually sometimes children experience that very differently than is intended. Mm. And it can be quite challenging. So uh, should mm. we talk a bit about this? Yeah, and, and yeah. So, some of this, uh, there's some interesting research that we looked at and kind of explored a little bit about from uh, Diana Baumrind, I'm not sure if I pronounced the name correct, who was a developmental psychologist in the 1960s, mm -hmm. uh, who talked about four different styles of parenting. So there's the authoritative parenting style, there's the permissive parenting style, the authoritarian, and the uninvolved parenting style. Mm, and, yeah, mm. and we'll talk about we'll talk about some of these. And should we, which one should we start with? Should we start with maybe let's start with the more permissive one, okay. which is interesting. Permissive, yeah, and and this was uh, referred to in some of the work as as being high, highly responsive but low demandingness. So basically, responding to needs, but maybe to every need. You know, every tiny little thing. This is, I think, sometimes what we might call, mm. uh, well, you know, sometimes helicopter parenting, but not putting rules in, mm. but just being really concerned that you have children always feeling happy, mm. that there's never any sort of, sort of uh, like uh, discontent. Mm. Yeah. So you always try to please your child. It's, yeah. it's an extreme form of. Uh, of people pleasing in this term. in this case it's pleasing your own child so it's it's the difficulty also um, with saying no and setting some boundaries for your child isn't it yeah it's sort of you know in the shop if your child wants something or cries a bit you get that and then the other thing and eventually you know, your house is so full of toys and you know your credit card's so piled up with debts because you're just trying to keep your child happy. Yeah, although I mean I'm sure there's sort of you know there's a scale here as well in terms of permissiveness. I mean permissive, being permissive as a parent doesn't mean that you completely overindulge your child, but it means I think primarily the issue here is around boundary setting. It's this um, a difficulty often with um, saying to your child, you can't do this, you can't have that, challenging bad behaviour by the child as well. So just sort of um, indicating to your child also what the rules are, what's okay and what's not okay. 
Yeah, of course. I, I was exaggerating a bit with of you know doing the extreme, just yes. isn't it? just to give the example. But absolutely, mm. it's not having those rules, not having some boundaries. And and the thing with boundaries is, if you've had very rigid parenting yourself, mm. sometimes you don't want kids to have that sense. I can't do this. I can't do that. We go the other way. But the thing is, having some boundaries creates a sense of confidence in your environment. We need to know, you know, there are some things that we can do safely. There are some things that maybe we can't and gives us a sense of, you know, ourselves and outside of ourselves too. We talked about in a previous podcast Mm -hmm. about in Gestalt, about having that sense of where you end and where the outside world begins. It's that boundary of ourselves and what's outside. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, we need some sort of sense of boundary to have a sense of security. And if you don't, it can actually produce quite a lot of anxiety. And, you know, some of the research around this has shown that, you know, overly permissive parenting may, not always, but, you know, it may lead to some struggle for uh, anxiety in the future. Mm. It may struggle for being able to self-control because... You know, part of control is, is is we know what's okay and what isn't. We know these boundaries and, you know, that's an important element in regulation. If we don't, then it's difficult to know how to regulate because there's no clear scale of, you know, where these boundaries are. Um, can, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you need some absolutes in life uh, as, lots, as well as lots of relatives. You need some absolutes. You need some sort of, particularly as a child, some absolute truth, so to speak, um, which is... This is okay. This is not okay. Um, this is a rule. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how you. How, this is how you interact with other people. This is how you don't interact with other people. So all of these uh, rules and uh, ideas kind of, of course, form your experience of life. But if your parents basically don't pass on any clear guidelines, so to speak, about that, what the rules are there's always a question mark then. It needs to be constantly defined. And if it needs to be constantly defined, there is an uncertainty. And uncertainty breeds anxiety, as we know. So I think that's why very, very often with this kind of, this uh, over-permissiveness, so to speak, there can, be, there can be a form of anxiety as a result. Yeah, and when we think about relationships, healthy relationships as adults is... We do have boundaries, Mm -hmm. like some things are okay, some aren't. And there's general boundaries in all communication in terms of there are ways that you engage to build that sense of trust. Mm -hmm. And if you've never learned that there are these boundaries, it's it's almost impossible to not cross these boundaries in later life. So it can Mm -hmm. cause, you know, it can be problematic in relationships. Um, so yeah, so so it gives that sense sense of security as well, and yeah, um, particularly yeah, we talked you talked about um, being able to regulate emotionally regulate. I mm. think children also need to learn where uh, whether you know where the boundaries are around an expression of an emotion. So when when there has to be a limit, for example, in terms of how to express you know expressing anger mm. or rage. The child, of course, needs to express rage, anger, frustration. That's all really important. But they also need to learn that there comes a point when they have to rein it in. And they have to be shown how to do that, how to, you know, bring it down, how to down-regulate when they are over, uh, overly emotional, emotional, so to speak. So um, that's all part of that kind of process as well about showing your child how to do that. 
No, that's a really good point. And, and I, you know, and, and I've completely forgotten what I was going to say, but basically, <laughs> no, that's a really good point in terms of, you know, you learn that regulation. I think knowing that it's okay for your child to sometimes be unhappy with the boundary that's put there, because that's part of the experiences of life is that we have to know what is okay, what isn't okay. We have to know that different emotions are okay to experience. Mm. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges, I think, as parents is, you know, it can be very painful when you see your child upset. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it's thinking, well, I don't want to be upset, so I want to make them happy. And you end up going to these extreme lengths where, you know, sometimes then what you can create is codependency as well, mm-hmm. which we see, I mean, I've seen with um, quite a lot of people where, you know, that suddenly the kids are still relying on their parents when they're 30 mm-hmm. or even 40. Mm-hmm. And then there's that real concern. Well, what's going to happen when a parent dies? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen this with, you know, 40-year-olds and you think, how, how are they going to cope? Mm-hmm. Because this is dependency and, you know, it's... Yeah, absolutely. And also I think another problem that emerges is because there's no, if there are no rules, if there's no clear no that's being um, taught uh, to the child, then later on, um, you know, when they are in different social contexts, for example, at school or in any other environments, where they will have no's, there will be rules, there will be somebody who will say you can't do that. This uh, will create a real conflict for the child because they haven't learned it from their parents. Yeah. They might not know why, um, you know, or they might really struggle with um, living up to the expectations of others or to the rules that others have set. Yeah, and I think it's about putting boundaries in place. And But like you said, is why? Well, it's important that there is a reason and sometimes make it, you know, making that clear about the reason for this. Not mm. not rules for no reason, just for putting rules in place, which some parents do. Mm. But, you know, there's a purpose for these things. They're there for a reason. Mm. Once that understanding is there, you know, it's putting these boundaries in place with love mm. and knowing that actually sometimes for the best for your child to feel secure and you know to flourish in later life is knowing that sometimes when they're younger they may not be totally happy with those rules but you're doing this from a place of love to help them feel more secure and confident when they're older yeah and also to um, sometimes manage uh, to delay their gratification which is really important isn't it we have to learn that we can't have everything in life immediately I try to get as much as we can, of course, but we can't always have it immediately. And we have to also learn to know to manage that, to learn to tolerate that or learn uh, to tolerate to have a level of self-control. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, should we move on to the opposites? Yeah. Which is the authoritarian style, Mm. which was um, defined as high demandingness and low responsiveness. Mm. So that's basically putting big expectations on your child, you know, maybe lots of rules, lots of you do this, you do that. But low responsiveness is not being responsive to the emotional needs or the other needs. So it's just, do what I tell you. Mm. Don't question it. Mm, my way or the highway. Yeah, my way or the highway. Yes. But without that sense of lovingness behind it. So it can be quite cold, quite detached. Mm. Well, I think it can be motivated by a sense of love, of course. Um, very often these parents might be uh, very, you know, not very often, they might be very loving parents and, but they th- and they think that's the best way to teach their child, so to speak, or to... 
get their child to be a high achiever later on or to maybe to over-regulate themselves, so to speak, to, um, to become quite, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's the opposite, of, uh, the opposite of not being able to regulate, well, over-regulate, to contain too much as a, ch as a child and later on as an adult. So it might be driven by love, this style, um, but I think it's, it's, it's sort of bl it's being blinded in a way. It's being blinded to actually looking at the child in front of you and their particular needs. So it's really more driven by the parents' needs than the child's needs, isn't it? Yeah, or the parents' experience of you know, their own challenges in life and thinking mm. to get ahead in life, you have to do things a certain way. You have to face things that you don't like. So mm. I put these rules in place because they need to learn that mm. you know life's not all a bed of roses mm. or whatever the expression is. So yeah. sort of, you know, basically, you know, sometimes, like you said, it can come very frequently from a place of love, mm. but I think it can often be experienced as quite cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even but, if underlying that isn't is actually a love, but mm. you know maybe also people who have trouble expressing their emotions to their children as well. Mm. You know, this may be that way of doing that. It's it's not that they don't love the children; it's that you know they don't know how to express the feelings. And you know, from a challenging lifestyle, they a challenging life they've they've had themselves putting these rigid things in place. They feel will benefit their children in the long run. Yeah. So the difficulty here is that. Uh, as opposed to the permissive uh, parent, in this kind of system, there are too many rules and there is too much rigidity in the system. So there's no scope here for uh, expansion, so to speak. It's very black or white. This is a rule. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. Um, so that might impact on the child and later on as the adult in terms of not being able to make some decisions to evaluate um, how, what's an appropriate response here in this decision. Well, how do I manage this appropriately? Because um, the adult later on might really struggle. If there isn't a clear rule, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to manage their own choices, so to speak, their own freedom. Yeah, There is a lack of, um, un a lack of, uh, of understanding how do I, you know, or, or trust Sorry, that's why I was going, I was hesitating here. There's a lack of self-trust in a way. Can I really trust myself to know what what the appropriate way is here? Because nobody's telling me. Um, there's, you know, there might be a, a tendency to look out for others, to orient yourself towards others who will tell you what you need to do, who will be the figures of authority later on in life. So this is somebody who can't really rely on themselves very much. And And I think very often with this kind of, authoritarian parenting, um, it results in, in, in very low self-esteem mm. later on in life. Yeah, that's what some of the research has shown, yeah. Low self-esteem, being quite unhappy. Mm. But actually, so same with permissive, can often lead to being quite unhappy. Sure. Mm. Um, less independence. Mm. We can see why that is, is that mm. you haven't had to make decisions, the rules are there. Mm. And, you know, like you said, it's, uh, well, I mean, life is not always clearly structured. It's, it's not, there's not, set choices and everything so you mm. need to also have that flexibility which if you never learn that flexibility of thinking because you've always followed these rules that can be tricky mm -hmm. which can lead to insecurity mm -hmm. i mean another thing that can happen is rebelliousness mm. so when you mm. get to those teenage years mm. these felt real sort of rebel yes because you're not going to tolerate this so you go totally the opposite way that's right. Yeah. So that's absolutely true. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you will always be um, somebody who strictly follows the rule. 
it might also be that you become the, the one who rebels against rules, but maybe sometimes also rebels when actually there's no need to rebel. Then that becomes a sort of an automatic function as well. Yeah. yeah, the rebel without a cause. Yes, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so both are, of course, you know, um, sort of different ends of the spectrum and different extremes here, yeah, the permissiveness and the authoritarian style. <clears throat> sort of, I think, one of the worst um, examples of parenting is, I think, this third style, which is the um, uh, neglectful type neglectful parenting or there was another title that was used what was uninvolved it? uninvolved or disengaged yeah. yeah so somebody who's not present for their child who just does not attend to the child's needs at all so you know where the parent just hasn't really paid any attention because for all sorts of reasons because they might have had similar parenting themselves so they haven't learned how to do that um, in um, attachment uh, theory, of course, you know, we this would kind of map against somebody who's got a very disorganized, fearful attachment where they themselves haven't learned um, how to be looked after, haven't actually been looked after by their parents. So very often when we have that kind of uh, parenting style, I imagine there must be a long history of, very often a history of trauma in the family. Yeah, and, and I think quite frequently as well, uh parent that's so wrapped up in their own internal world and mm. troubles that mm. they just don't pay any attention and you know really don't actually sometimes unfortunately care about the children which i have experienced with pe some people yeah I've worked because with, they haven't got capacity yeah, yeah. where they don't have capacity that you know mm. where children uh, sometimes people children who are made clear all the time that they weren't wanted mm. and told that mm. and mm. the parent clearly didn't want them and mm. they're a burden to them so mm. yeah it's so uninvolved and, and obviously we can see that there's, mm. there's no positives with this one, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> there never can be, of Although course Although I've seen people turn this around, because mm. it can, you know, this sort of parenting can be so traumatising, so difficult to to live with as an adult. Although mm. I have seen people, you know, see, see this style of parenting and decide they're going to do something with their life to prove that they are worthy. Mm. But sometimes it's moving away from that feeling of... Unworthiness, because naturally mm. this type of parenting is going to lead you as a child to think that mm. you're, you're, you're not worthy of love, you're not worthy of respect or mm. anything like that. Mm. So these deep self-beliefs that mm. are, are very challenging mm. and you know, might, someone might want to prove the opposite, but there's still that deep core of unworthiness that can remain. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I think it's, it's one of the worst experiences for a child. I think, um, and I'm saying this very, very carefully, even uh, an abusive parent uh, is uh, not as bad as a neglectful parent um, because there's no attention, there's no nothing, there's no um, no identity that can form for the child here if uh, if they're not being attended to by the parents. And I, I, as I say, I want to say that quite carefully, but I think for me, you know, obviously an abusive parent is, is, is troublesome as well in all sorts of ways. Um, but neglect is the sort of it's a denial of existence of the child and i think that's uh, in my books that's the worst you can do as a parent well i mean technically in terms of safeguarding certainly in this country neglect mm. is considered abuse of course yes i was thinking more in terms of abuse in terms of a parent who hits their child their child or um says terrible things to their child that's awful but that's not as harmful even that is not as harmful as not paying any attention to your child yeah Absolutely. Mm. Well, let's move on to the last 
style we're going to talk about, which is authoritative. Mm. It's not authoritarian, authoritative, mm. which is high demandingness and high responsiveness. So this is about having clear expectations, having rules, at the same time being responsive to the needs, the emotional, the physical, all the different needs of a child. So this is where, you you know, a real sense of caring, but putting boundaries in place because you know that these things will help the child feel more secure as well. Mm. But also being responsive. And again, it's not that do what I say, mm. don't ask questions. You know, maybe being clear about these, these are the boundaries, these are the reasons. Mm. You know, when you do this, someone else may be upset. Because mm -hmm. also we don't always understand these things. Like, you know, why don't we kind of constantly go up to strangers and say these things? Well, because when you do this, that can happen. So it's kind of, you know, being clear about having that understanding helps to develop empathy. Mm. Yeah, so it's under an understanding of consequences as well. If mm. you do this, then that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it, And it's also, I think it's a healthy way of teaching uh, your child how to relate appropriately to other people, how to engage with other people, um, to also learn. <clears throat> the child can also learn that, you know, they, um, they learn dependency needs, but they also learn how to be independent. They can kind of balance that out. They learn who they are as an individual as opposed to someone else. So it, there's also a very clear demarcation here uh, in terms of self-boundaries, you've talked about that earlier on, uh, Tom. So the child knows this is where I end and somebody else starts. So, you know, this is what's appropriate for me, this is appropriate for someone else. So it's balancing this out. And the child also learns um, that, no, you know, that there knows in life that you can't do everything that you want to do. You can't do, um, you, you can't always follow your impulses just randomly. Um, you have to learn that if you follow your impulse, then that might have an, you know, that has an impact on another person, on someone else. And that's important. Absolutely. That importance of impulse control, which mm -hmm. with the other parenting styles, it doesn't really get met. You don't, you don't learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. Good. So I think, you know, some of these, hopefully you can take some of these points away, not just if you're parents, but also just noticing your own experience as an adult. Mm -hmm. How has this affected you with your parenting style? But also know that, you know, you can change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, the, the way that your parents parented you, you might notice that as a result that so you've had certain experiences. Mm -hmm. But you don't need to be stuck with that. There are ways forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. So, you know, you can, this is learned, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. You, yeah. Can, un, you can unlearn well. Well, you can learn new ways. Well, not ways, unlearn, yeah. new ways. Yes, yeah, you, you can don't learn unlearn. New ways. Yeah. Um, that's the wrong term, really, isn't it? But absolutely, to reflect on it and to think um, there are different ways here and you have choice. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. And to find out more about how you can improve your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com. Um, our online conflict style quiz as well can give you some idea about how you handle conflict, which some of the things we've talked about today also feed into this. Uh, and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Please press subscribe. Take care until then. Bye. Bye.